I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. 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 Hey, cool moms. So this is my second time trying to record this little monologue because initially I was trying to come in with this like extreme enthusiasm that I don't actually possess. And I think it's because I don't really know what to share with you all. Like there's so many things that have been happening in my life. Um, but, you know, a lot of times you just don't feel like fucking talking about things. I think I'm very much in a place of processing reflecting being grateful and so I'm a little rusty on the like sharing part however I've had some really cool things happening as of late uh one of which is I finally got a car and I mean like I haven't had a car since I was 16 and I'll be 33 this year so I Aside from living in L.A. and it's nearly impossible to do anything without a car in L.A., um, it just was really impeding upon my sense of like freedom and liberation. So it saved up. I got a car. I bought my little baby Volvo. His name is Monty. And I'm just so pumped. There's just like a level of of pride and independence. Um an absolute fear <laughs> that comes with me being like a new adult driver. And the hard reality of like me buying a car and the whole process was that I realized I don't know shit. And I went to this car dealership kind of blind. You know, I'd done my Googles. I had watched some YouTube videos on like the car make and model but I went to go buy this car, y'all, and I had on a halter top shorts and thigh high tabby boots because that's just what I look like that day. And then and then I just was feeling so vulnerable because I'm like, you know, is this a space for women? You know, is buying a car, being on a car lot, a space for me as a single woman in my thigh high boots? Like, am I going to feel seen and heard here? So I'm like walking around the car, kicking it with my tabbies, kicking the tires. I have no idea what that's even supposed to do, <laughs> but I just wanted to be taken seriously. I wanted them to think I knew what I was doing. Um, as per advice of my friend Antoinette, she's like, make sure the car's not leaking. So I'm like on the phone with her. Also, I call her and I'm like, hey, dad. I'm pretending we both decided it was smart for me to pretend that I was calling a man, which I mean, we already know the the deep underlying fucked up implications of of having to be adjacent to a man to get a certain level of respect and understanding in a space. But the games we play. So I'm playing the game. I'm talking to Antoinette, a.k.a. my dad, and I'm literally on the ground looking for like oil leaks and testing the like fluid under the car to see what it's looking like no idea what's happening but I'm just doing my best so I finally go to test drive the car I'm also like oh my god they really just like you let you take a car off the lot <laughs> so I'm test driving the car I'm listening to Christina Aguilera and I'm in my zone feeling like my best teen self <clears throat> and I'm like yeah this is me this is my car so I come back the next day and to buy the car, really excited. Everything is happening. And I realized in that moment, in my excitement, this like really, yeah, pivotal point in my life where I've bought my own car, I worked really hard for it, and now it's allotting me this new sense of freedom that I didn't have the person that I wanted to share it with. And let me not be so dramatic as to say like, I. Of course, I like called my mom and I called my friends and I FaceTimed and I did the walk around the car. But I really, really in that moment wanted to call my man. <laughs> I wanted to call my person and be like, I did it. You saw all the, the sacrifice and all the all the work I put in to like get to this point. And so it was this, um, a real, I guess, sobering moment in a sense where. I really better understood that idea of like, you know, the big things, the little things, all the things you do feel much, much richer 
um, when you have someone to share them with. And so this is not like a fucking pity party. Let me just be very clear. I'm really proud of myself and the accomplishments I've made, but it was a really nice moment for me to be reflective of where I've been, where I'm at, where I'm going, and who do I want to go there with? So with that little existential crisis, um, although I did, listen, I have been dating. I did call a guy and I did go pick him up in my car and we had a good time. Okay, let's not let that be confused but (laughs) not necessarily my person. So thinking about that and thinking how much my life has evolved, even from starting Cool Moms and where I was mentally, emotionally, financially, um, and in my motherhood to where I am now, I'm like, damn, I, I wanna be growing with someone. So I was like, girl, it's time to get a therapist. (laughs) It's been far too long. Although car therapy has been wonderful in my peace, in my solace, in my freedom, and I really love driving like a bat out of hell listening to really intense rap music. But a therapist would be fucking great. So I started the process of looking for a therapist and I had no idea that that was going to be harder than dating. Like there are so many (laughs) nuances in finding a therapist, whether it's how we physically present, because let's let us not kid ourselves. You're judging your therapist on how they look, how they present their profile, even down to like what typeface did she use on her website? Ew, tacky. (sighs) So (laughs) I'm just like, if this is your aesthetic, then we probably don't align. What can you really tell me about my life? So (laughs) y'all, which only further reiterates my point that I know that I'm crazy (laughs) and I know I need help. But for now, the car therapy is going to have to step in until I can get into real therapy. Y'all keep me in your prayers and thoughts. Positivity. Thank you. Um, But, you know, some things that are working out really well in life. Man, career wise, things are going great Um, in terms of partnerships. Although I don't have a long term love, I have gotten to a place where I'm building these really amazing long term relationships with brands and an honest, thoughtful um, way. And one of them is By Heart. Um, By Heart has a new platform. Well, first of all, By Heart is this really innovative platform. formula that is essentially as close as you can get to breast milk. There's a lot more there. We're going to get into it on this episode. Um, But just a little teaser that I've been working with by heart and their new platform cluster, which is a parent portal and is all things to help parents (laughs) be better people for themselves and their children. So I currently up on cluster, I wrote which maybe also was like my therapy. Um, I wrote a really honest piece around breastfeeding and um, the implications of poverty as it relates to breastfeeding and our own cultural identity. Um, And I talk a lot about my grandmother, my mother and myself um, and kind of where we were all at and our choices or sometimes lack thereof and how we chose to feed our children. So as good, as honest, as vulnerable, it's also a quick read. Um, so I'm really excited about this partnership with By Heart and all of the things and um, that we'll be creating together. Uh, coming up on on some of that is going to be my car therapy. So I'll be hitting y'all with what have I been listening to in the car versus talking to a therapist because uh, music is therapy. So with with all of that said, I'm really excited to have Mia Funt up next. Okay, so I am um, really excited to introduce this next guest to our Cool Moms community. Mia Fun is the co-founder and president of ByHeart, a baby nutrition company dedicated to empowering parents to engage in more proactive health for their families. ByHeart makes evolved foods and formulas for the entire nourishment continuum from pregnancy through toddlerdom, each crafted with next to nature quality, leading nutrition science, and ingredients. Mia, welcome to Cool Moms. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> yes, well, I I'm I think this is um especially special since um By Heart has not launched yet. Um and so we're totally going to get all into that um 
the, the nascent stages of it, everything leading up to its launch and expectations for the future. But first, I just want to back up a little bit because I know you have quite the like accomplished background. Um, so I want to kind of talk a little bit about your career trajectory. Uh, wait, wait, before we even get there, we've got to ask the inaugural question, my favorite question, which is what is your astrological sign and does that mean anything to you? <laughs> um, I will tell you my sign and you'll have to tell me what it means because I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not as, uh, as educated, but I am a Gemini and not just that, but my daughter is a Gemini. My mother is a Gemini. And I believe that my, my, my soon born daughter in the next month is a Gemini as well. So um, that's a lot of Gemini wow, family. That's so, a lot of into that. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means, but clearly energetically, that is what's calling, uh, what you're calling in and what you need as a, as a daughter of a Gemini mother. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. much. So she's, uh, she's May 28th. So it's coming up. I will say that, my what I really love and appreciate about my mom, and I think a lot of that has to do with her sign and her personality, is that she always kind of gave me the freedom to explore um, and figure out who I am. Uh, she never really tried to box me in or tell me what to do, but more so served as a guide, uh, so to speak. And now that I'm an adult, like we just kiki like good girlfriends. My mom loves a good laugh. She loves, I mean, this used to, you tell me if this is you, Mia. This used to drive me nuts when I was younger and I appreciate it now. Everywhere we went, whether it was the department store, Starbucks, didn't matter. My mom knew someone that worked there that was like, <laughs> hey, Lisa, so good to see you. <laughs> it was always a friend wherever we went. Would you say that rang true for you? Uh, she sounds like a real character. So I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to, uh, if I'm not that already, that's definitely my ambition right there. And, <laughs> um, being the kind of mom where she just let you become you and, and supported you in that. I, I love that. So that's definitely, uh, the kind of mom I want to be. Yes. Well, we love Gemini season. Gemini's can get a bad rap, uh, but Gemini's are always the best <laughs> of friends. And like amazing, yeah, just, I think they're fantastic friends, specifically Gemini women are my absolute favorite. Um, so very sweet. Um, now I would love to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about career trajectory um, because this is where just like looking at your LinkedIn uh, and checking, doing my research, you've had a really strong uh, background. I know you went to UPenn. Can you talk a little bit about your time at UPenn and what you thought you would be doing post-grad? Sure. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. It's so, it's so interesting to reflect on kind of how your past experiences set you up and gave you the lens through which you know, the tools and the lens through which you kind of take on that next challenge. Um, you know, your question about my career, you know, when I sort of reflect on the through line of my career, it was always about innovation that could really better people's lives. That's what energizes me. And I think by heart is really the culmination of that. Um, I've had quite a nonlinear but very rich journey to by heart. Um, you know, I'll start with kind of my first job which yes. as a college, having graduated Penn, um, my first job was in consulting and that really ignited in me a passion for health and also tech innovation. I worked at a WPP consultancy in London called The Futures Company. And we worked with brands in big food and consumer product goods, among others. And it was always about understanding consumers evolving needs and how the status quo just wasn't keeping up with those needs. And then helping brands really innovate on new solutions and services to improve people's lives. Um, we also worked with government organizations 
similarly kind of identifying how to improve policies to create positive impact, like the Department of Health, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, I fortunately had the chance to continue a lot of that work and move to Rwanda in East Africa for about six months, mm-hmm. uh, which was incredible. And I went with an organization called TechnoServe. I actually now sit on their on their board of directors. Um, it's an organization that helps promote business solutions to poverty by connecting underserved populations with capital, infrastructure, resources, mm-hmm. really to help them grow their businesses. And those businesses are often um, also related to food and ingredient sourcing and ultimately kind of community nourishment and sustenance. Um so this is all, yeah, I'm totally seeing how all of these docs, dots are connecting. Yeah. And so the last leg of this kind of uh, winding journey was when I then moved into the media industry. And that's where my interest in kind of these food systems and community-led solutions was really clarified by tech. I went to work with the Huffington Post and we launched websites and apps and I helped grow their community of like-minded brands and content producers and influencers and um, again really focused on products that brought people together and helped them and more specifically helped parents. Um, You know the Huffington Post experience was amazing because I was really inspired by Ariana Huffington and her kind of brilliant ability to create these vibrant and engaged ecosystems really united by shared mission and experiences and her her ability to really create empowering conversations. So it's really that road that led me to start by heart, Um, you know, five years ago when my brother and co-founder Ron and I looked at this baby nutrition category we saw a category that's been dominated for decades by only three big companies. Mm -hmm. And we spoke to thousands of parents who really felt insecure and overwhelmed by their feeding choices because there just wasn't clarity around infant nutrition or products that, you know, could really offer parents confidence in what their babies were eating. And we felt that nowhere was innovation more important and longer overdue. And my media and tech background also sort of fueled my interest in building a community to empower parents. Um, So, you know, at By Heart, as you started by saying, we're we're dedicated to creating feet, to creating kind of foods and formulas, but also just as much to breaking open the conversation around feeding and nutrition for babies, because the very first decision we make and it's so intimate and it's so personal and so we founded by heart to really be a nutrition partner to all parents no matter what decision is the right one for their family you know now i'm i'm very curious uh, kind of better understanding this through line of your career and seeing how you know much of your work is connected to obviously the betterment of people's lives um whether directly or indirectly Um, your time. I want to back up just a bit to your time in Rwanda Um, hearing about like building infrastructure and bringing capital to help people build their own businesses. I'm curious about what, um, what did you take away from that experience that was unexpected and how did that impact you in a personal or professional way? Yeah, I, I would say that, Um, what I really took away from my experience in Rwanda with when it, you know, my work, um, supporting entrepreneurs and really helping connect them with resources and infrastructure, um, to, to empower them to really grow their own businesses. What I learned and what I took away is just the power of information and education and that it all starts there. You know, TechnoServe is incredible because they say, yes, capital is important, but what's really important is information and 
resources and community. Um, and so that is where I was really inspired by just the, the power of information. And I've always since then been so inspired, you know, more broadly, but also now when I'm in, in this baby nutrition category, I'm so inspired by organizations that are empowering communities Similarly to the way we were trying to do in Rwanda, you know, empowering communities here with food and health education um, and resources. And I just think it all it all starts with with education. Uh, I agree 100 um, percent. I think, uh, you know, if you, you don't know what you don't know, so how can you evolve if you don't even know you need to um, or that there's a more. Um, effective, advantageous way to, to approach your goals. Um, there's, there's a, a buzzword, one of my favorite buzzwords that you're saying, and that's community. Um, I'll never get enough of talking about community. Um, you know, I started cool moms because I realized the moment I became pregnant, how deeply I needed people. Um, as much as I'd like to consider myself uh, a lone, a social lone wolf of sorts, uh, <laughs> community, um, really, became the forefront uh, of my needs. And so I'm curious about what did your community look like, your personal community look like when you decided that you wanted to move forward and start by heart? What did that support system look like for you? So my, you know, my support system, first off, I had the luxury of starting by heart with my brother, Ron, who um, we brought such complementary strengths and we could start our company together, um, you know, and we had such a trusting relationship. So that was an incredible experience. Um, but we were also really lucky that we were joined by, you know, a, an incredible team and scientific community of researchers and board of directors and investors who all really believed in our vision and wanted to support us and become part of it and together really do something revolutionary and be bold. And that gave us so much energy. Um, so first off, it was it was incredibly energizing. But I'll also say that when you're doing something difficult, um, community is everything, uh, not just to energize you, but really teach you. Um, and, you know, I always bring that back to our to baby nutrition, to feeding. You know, um, we as we as parents do an incredible thing. We we bring new life into the world. And then one of the first decisions we make as parents is how do we feed and nourish our babies? And so in this space, in our space, community is everything right? Mm, yes. uh, because pregnancy and parenting and feeding is hard. I don't know anyone who would say it's a breeze. You know? <laughs> and so that's why when we started by heart, just having learned about the, the power of having our own community when we started our company or, or the importance of community to me when, when I first became a mom, um, and then, you know, with my first and then my second, and now upon my third, um, all of those experiences really led us to uh, build Cluster, which mm -hmm. is um, by heart's kind of first of a kind peer and expert powered platform for parents and kind of a safe space to get real about feeding experiences and a place where you can find answers and support to help you navigate kind of the, the beautiful, but as you very well know, panic ridden, yes, uh, messy. early parenting and feeding. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, our idea is just that there's so much information out there on the world wide web. And yet My so God. often we feel alone when we're in a moment. Yes. Um, I know I had so many kind of, why didn't anyone tell me moments um, I mean, I continue yes. to, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, moments I was just kind of lost and needed help in those early days of parenting and feeding. Um, 
And so, you know, clusters, this platform designed around those micro moments and challenges so that when you're in the trenches, you can find support and answers right then and there in real time from others going through it. Um, and from trusted, credible experts. And there's so much power that comes from like being all in it together. Yes. And I am, I'm so excited to share with the Cool Moms community that you know, I will be one of the ambassadors for Cluster and sharing my personal experiences and journeys, things that I've spoken about on Cool Moms and also really kind of unearthing um, as I've just finished my first written piece um, unearthing things that maybe I didn't even realize impacted um, my choices as a mother um, and how I view motherhood generationally. Uh, so I just think there's, it's just, I, I'm really excited to see because I've never seen a community-based platform centered around empowering parents uh, from every angle done in this way. Uh, so I think there's just going to be so much rich, uh, just really robust and dense with information and perspective um, that's, that's what I'm really excited about, but I, I, yeah. I, I'm also, um, you know, you are a mother of soon to be three as you are, wh where are you now? Where, what time you're, you're at the end of the road, right? Yes. Yes. One yes. more month to go. That's right. Gemini season. Okay. So I'm so curious about, um, earlier you spoke about the evolving needs of the people in which you serve. So I'm very curious about how have your needs evolved since becoming a mother? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so much of, um, of what we, I think this goes for a lot of people, so much of what informs um, how we think about innovation or how we can drive value for others, you know, it's, it's, somewhat about your own experiences. And then um, in my case, I, I go out and speak with thousands of other parents and what their experiences are. Um, you know, my experience uh, when it came to feeding and early parenting was absolutely one that made me appreciate just how um, individual and personal the decision is around feeding um, and that really impacted kind of how you know it really helped us understand just how uh, how personal it is and how much we need to meet parents where they are and really hear their needs first and foremost and then innovate from there I think when you're dealing with such like an intimate category um, one that I experienced multiple times, that's so critical to um, really start from a place of parents and putting parents at the center because parents have such different experiences. Such, <laughs> such different experiences, uh, to say the least. I think that's something that's been um, amplified even more so for me now. You know, I am certainly not as seasoned in the parent game as you are, as I'm a mother of a just one little person. But um, what I'm realizing as I'm kind of at that space where some friends are parents, other friends have not um, made that journey into parenthood, uh, that although we as people may connect, perhaps me, we as parents do not connect, or maybe we don't align on the same values or the same approach um, in raising our children and the decisions we make from, you know, feeding to the type of education that we want them to receive. Uh, I'm curious about, um, yeah. did you feel like you had a similar sense of what you wanted in your approach to parenthood as your personal community? And is that something that you, is that something that, that, that particular experience that you used to inform starting by heart and cluster. Yeah. So, you know, what I'll say is um, how you choose to feed your baby is just the most individual and personal decision you'll ever make. Right. There, there's something so universal, like the act of feeding and just wanting the very best for your baby's health is universal, but how you feed is incredibly personal. It's based on so many individual circumstances, your own health, your culture, your background. I mean, your family, your work status, your 
baby's needs. And so that's why every parent comes into feeding with a different perspective. Um, You know, I fed my babies in a variety of ways. Each child was different and required different things. And with each child, I was different and my circumstances Mm -hmm. were different. And, um, you know, I connected with different people at different stages based on just the different circumstances. You know, I'm having my third in a month and yet again, everything is different. So I'll say that my approach to feeding was was everything. It was sort of like a buffet, as I always say, or <laughs> as my Scandinavian mom says, kind of a, a smorgasbord, uh, breastfeeding, supplementing, ways, formula feeding. Um, with my first Nev, I breastfed, and then I went back to work and chose to supplement and then transitioned to formula. And after my second uh, Raphael, actually my appendix ruptured and I had wow. to introduce formula very quickly. So with both, I used mm-hmm. formula once by medical necessity, once by personal choice, but they were completely different journeys. And both times, um, you know, I, like many parents saw breast milk as the most natural and functional option. And then when it came to choosing my formula, I just became completely overwhelmed and insecure about how to move forward. And I couldn't find a formula I'd feel proud to feed my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we started by heart because all des- all parents deserve to feel confident in the first foods we feed our babies and how we nourish yes. our babies. Um, but that's also why we started cluster the, the kind of community because we should have a safe space and kind of a no judgment zone where we can be honest and vulnerable and state our personal perspectives and fears and find community and stories and answers. And the more vulnerable, you know, you are, the more helpful you are to other parents because our experiences are shared and universal. And I, I think that being able to find others who share in your values or share a moment that you're in, just knowing you're not alone empowers you, you know, just we're all in it together and your experiences and and perspectives kind of help others. And that connection is just so important, I think, especially because we're making these decisions when we're entering parenthood for for our first time. Absolutely. And. I am, you know, with that said, I'm thinking about kind of the the foundation and structure of By Heart and this decision that you all made to not only say, okay, we're going to start a formula company. It wasn't that simple. You also took on the huge um, task of saying we're going to own our own facility. We're going to own the process from the lab to the shelf. Can you speak a little bit um, to to your decision in doing that? And what does that mean? How does that set uh, by heart apart? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you're right. We we really went all in. <laughs> um, <laughs> by, heart. <laughs> by heart will be the first brand really in decades that was built entirely from the ground up uh, from farm to formula. Um, and And owning our manufacturing, you know, we acquired our manufacturing, we built our entire supply chain from the formula and really owning the manufacturing and having full oversight of every aspect of our supply chain means that we can consciously evolve the process beyond the industry standard. You know, we can work directly with each of our suppliers to ensure that they meet our advanced requirements and standards and just the ability to constantly improve and evolve is really a core tenant of what we do. That's why, you know, that's why we decide to go all in because the the industry standard wasn't our bar. It was really just our baseline. And so because we're able to, to own it end to end, you know, we believe that, By owning it end to end, you know, the more control you have of the process, the more you can control the quality of the product and deliver superior nutrition for babies. And in a category as fundamental as baby, we just couldn't leave anything to chance. That's why we're, you know, that's why we were so committed to owning it all. 
Um, and I'll also say that because we own it end to end, we can also be accountable to you, the parent, and we can be transparent with you um, and give you the visibility into where are your ingredients coming from? How are we, how is our small batch blending process kind of really um, maintaining the goodness of the ingredients, delivering superior nutrition? We can really educate you and empower you with the information, and then you can make whatever decisions are right for, for your family. So it's an ability to really um, provide the highest quality as well as visibility into every step um, of our supply chain. And, you know, this is something I wish was around when I was still nursing. I, you know, I think I, I've spoken to folks on your team pretty extensively about my own experience. And this is a huge, when we're talking about body feeding versus bottle feeding, um, it can be a very divisive conversation. And I think that's why it's so important that we're speaking here today, because what we're realizing is that it's just never that simple. There's so many unexpected factors that come into play. I know for myself, I was really, really adamant about breastfeeding. To me, there was, there was no other option. Um, but then I also found myself uh, with uh, a thrush or a yeast infection in my breast for three months. That was oh, like a nice little piece of hell. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> could not get rid of it. Um, so that obviously made things pretty difficult and painful um, to body feed and trying to really push, you know, feeling like I had to push through it because thinking that formula just wasn't an option until I had an, a kind of an unexpected work opportunity that was going to take me overseas. And it wasn't something that, I wanted to bring Sargent along with. And so that's when I was like, you know, at Whole Foods in the baby aisle for the first time trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? Which way do I go? Uh, do I get the vegan uh, breast milk or formula? Like there were so many different factors that, and I felt completely overwhelmed. And I, I mean, honestly, I could have just closed my eyes and picked one. Cause I, I think that that was <laughs> how I based my decision. That's exactly it. It feels like this category has kind of been a black box um, till now. And, and that's why we're so committed to empowering you with information and um, kind of finally uh lifting the veil on on baby nutrition and and giving you you know i think parents are more eager and hungry for information than than any other consumer and um absolutely you know we feel so proud that we've built it ourselves we ran our own clinical trial the largest clinical trial in the last 25 years we by for any new brand, um, you know, we own the end to end. So we're really in a position to finally be able to really educate you and empower you. So you can, you don't have to close your eyes and just pull something off the shelf. <laughs> right. understand. And you can feel good that you're, you're giving your baby um, a really strong foundation for their health. You know, you said something about it's one or the other. And like, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's that debate and, you know, it's not one or the other. The reality, you know, is that most parents choose to do both just just as you did. And right. and no matter what you choose and no matter your circumstance, all parents deserve to feel proud of their feeding choices, uh, no matter what they are. So we don't we don't take sides. That's not supporting parents. We choose to support parents and create choice. Yes. Uh, so that we can really support this notion of kind of well-fed, however you do it. Yes, that, I, that's what we want. Yeah. It's also and, a, a well-fed baby is a sleepy baby. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And that, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that is priceless. Uh, that is, especially in those early months, all we are praying for is more sleep um, for herself and baby. Um, and, I'll say, yes, you know, we all know breast milk is nature's gold standard. It's healthy, it's natural, it's intimate. You know, it's it's really one of the most amazing foods there is because um, it's, you know, it's, it's nature's kind of first nourishment. And that's why we want to ensure all babies can benefit from breast milk level nutrition. You know, and that's exactly that's the 
exactly our idea to assemble the world's experts in breast milk research, in pediatric nutrition, and create the most nutritious and wholesome alternative to breast milk. You know, really hand select every ingredient and build the recipe from scratch and create a paradigm where we can be incredibly discerning and only mm. include the best and closest to breast milk and not build off of anyone else's prior formula, but build from the ground up to create what I would be enthusiastic to feed my baby and what yes. you feel really good about feeding your baby, no matter how you choose to feed. So let's talk about a uh, timeline because we're close to launch. And so before we chat about launch, I would love to know what you, you said it was what five years ago um, that you started by heart. How long has the research and development process taken? Yeah, you know, we took the the longer, harder path to market um, because we wanted to finally bring parents this no compromise solution. Um, we really built this company from scratch. So over the last five years, we've re we really worked with the leading experts to completely rewrite the recipe. We built the whole supply chain and acquired our manufacturing and came up with a you know small batch blending process, all really to create the best product. And now ahead of launch, we're really excited that this summer we're launching Cluster. Um, because as we've discussed, like community is such a central part um, of our of our brand. And um, so we really actually consider our launch, you know, now um, the, the launch of the community and then we'll be launching uh, the formula end of the year. Um, and so, yeah. And so we are, you know, cluster is um, our platform. In addition to that platform, we're also, um, we host salons. Um, our salon program is kind of, we bring together unique groups of parents to support one another and foster real conversation um, and get through those distinct moments of challenge and early parenting and feeding and also celebrate the joys. Um, yes. Uh, and, then, and then clusters really that community resource. And, you know, I'll say that not everyone has access to, to experts, to lactation consultants, to nutritionists, you know, and we're really committed to, to providing this complementary professional resource to more parents through cluster, because we think access to information and support is is just a huge problem, especially for underserved communities in our country. Mm -hmm. so, um, we, you know, so so we're very focused on offering those kind of professional resources and making those accessible to all families starting this summer and then in the lead up to to the the product launch end of year. So you've been deep in the trenches, developing by heart, building your family. You are on the precipice of having your third child. Will you take maternity leave? Are you going to take time off um, at seemingly such a, a crucial time in the business? Yeah, you know, it's it's so interesting. This is actually a topic of conversation often in our salons with parents, you know, um, especially when we do some, we had a salon with mom founders and mm -hmm. we discussed this kind of the importance of taking time off versus the pressure to, um, you know, show up and perform. Yeah. Show up and, and what's the right way to navigate that. And um, it's, you know, selfishly um, I love these salons because it's an opportunity to really think through it with parents and, and really connect on these challenges that, that we, you know, all these challenges that we face. Um, but what I'll say is that I'm just such a believer that we need to take time off, that we need to give ourselves time to be present, you know, however we can do it and whenever we can do it, but like finding a way that we can make that happen. You know, when I, 
after Raphael was born, a couple weeks later, my appendix ruptured and I was in the hospital and then we were in a busy time and I didn't take as long maternity leave as I wanted. And I kind of mourned that. I don't know. I, I, I regret that. I, I mourn that time that I feel like I didn't have with him, but then I found other time to, to take with him. So I think that's a struggle that, that I've worked through each time and each time I've handled it differently. Um, but what I'll just say is that, you know, so often the conversation about feeding is about the nutrition of breast milk. And I believe that so much of the true health and benefit of breastfeeding or any kind of feeding is in the intimacy. Um, and I want, mm-hmm. you know, I always think about that for myself and I want to really empower parents to find their own way of creating that intimacy with formula feeding or breastfeeding, you know, whatever feeding choice they make. Um, I don't think that intimacy, even though we always talk about breastfeeding as intimate, I don't think that's a privilege reserved for breastfeeders. You know, when I was formula feeding, my mom would always say like, be present, you know, go into a quiet spot, even for just a minute. Um, I should also say like, take your shirt off or take your sweater off. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you know, so that you could really create that intimacy and, um, create a bonding moment that, you know, your baby needs and you need too. Um, so that's kind of how I think about maternity leave, just however I can make it work, you know, just so important to find a time to be present and and find like moments of intimacy um with your babies because you need I, it i love i love that and i think that's going to this idea of uh intimacy and bonding and being present is gonna uh really help in our our ask a cool mom question that i want you to stick around for but before we get there please let me know is there anything else um, that we should know about Byheart. We know that the the big to the shelf launch will be at the end of this year. We've got cluster coming up uh, this summer. What else can we expect? Um, you know, I, I guess I'll just say that we have big ambitions with Byheart. We are building it to really be the nutrition company of the future. Um, and what I mean by that is that it's one that has both the infrastructure that we've built over the last five years to really innovate on infant and baby nutrition recipes, but also one that has this direct and intimate relationship with the consumer um, or the parent in our case. Um, And so what's really, what really is so dear to us is that our community insights, you know, paired with rich scientific research and innovation, that that's what drives our product innovation and one feeds the other. That's why we had to build our innovation infrastructure rather than go to a contract manufacturer like so many other companies. So now we have the luxury of getting to sit down with parents in our salons, you know, in our in cluster, understand parents' needs, and then actually innovate for them. And that's like, that's the journey that we've set out on. And that's, you know, that's the work that starts now, really partnering with parents, listening to them, understanding them. And then over the next many, many years, continuing to innovate continuing to innovate for them based on the intimate discussions and, and experiences that, that we've had with parents. So that's what you can expect, just kind of continuing to innovate for parents, learning from them and delivering solutions that we hope empower them and finally give them, give them choice um, when it comes to feeding and nourishing their babies. Yes. Yes. I I would totally agree. That's what I'm most excited about is, you know, there's already so, um, so much thought uh, and intention put into the company and its mission. And that's only going to evolve and um, become even more uh, dense with information and perspective as community continues to build. And then ultimately as people try and I'm sure fall in love with the product. So what a really exciting time. I'm so grateful that you took the time as a very busy woman and soon to be mother of three. Thank you so much, Mia. 
And thank you so much to you. And I'm so excited about your involvement on Cluster and um, all of your, you know, just sharing your experiences and your really deep thoughts about feeding and parenting. And we're just so excited to have you as, as part of our community. So thank you so much. Coming up on Ask a Cool Mom, uh, speaking of community, we have Rachel, 36 from San Francisco, and she's a software engineer. Rachel writes in, I've had my second child and this time feels a bit different. I'm finding it harder to bounce back and I just don't feel like myself at all. Uh, This is starting to impact my intimate relationship with my husband, although he's supportive, patient, and doesn't make me feel guilty. I do feel a bit guilty. Any advice on feeling like yourself and getting your sexy back? A question. (laughs) This is like a big question. I think it's so hard when we become moms or we become parents and we're juggling like our own identities, right? Our identity as mom, our identity as wife, our identity, you know, you have a million identities and balancing those and, and kind of navigating and negotiating between those is so hard. I deal with it myself, you know, I'll, you know, all Saturday I'll be with my kids. And then a minute later, my husband's like, Oh, let's go out or let's be sexy or whatever. And it's like, Oh my God, give me a moment. I was just (laughs) mom for the last 12 hours. I need a moment. Um, and so I hear you and, um, that challenge is really real. And, um, I, my advice is kind of go easy on yourself and, and give yourself breathing room. And, um, I don't think as a, as a society, we, we give ourselves enough time to transition, you know, between Mm. our different roles in life and our different identities. And, uh, we have to give ourselves time to, to transition and, um, and deal with like all the different things that we want to be. But I think maybe it's a good, maybe it's a good problem to have that, that you have a lot of people who, who love you and want you and, um, you know, figuring out how to figuring out how to navigate that, I guess you can see as a, as a good problem to have. Absolutely. I mean, cause then I think about the latter, which is com- not feeling desired by your partner, not, you know, which, which is a a problem I would not want to have. So I, I totally agree with you. Um, Mia, Rachel, give yourself some grace, uh, give yourself time to transition to echo what Mia said, and then, you know, just hop in. Sometimes it's just a matter of, 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 you know, taking the leap, so to speak. Um, and not overthinking it. So enjoy yourself, have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. Mia, again, thank you so much for your sage words. Um, Until next time. I'm not like a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. (laughs) 